Welcome to the Church Brand Guide Podcast. My name is Michael Persad. This is the podcast where we want to serve you as your virtual communications director to provide clear communication strategy because we believe that confusion is the enemy of your vision. Uh, we're going to be jumping into a topic that I think is a tremendous topic for most churches. It's kind of a new paradigm shift uh, for most churches, and we're going to be talking about developing a brand journey. So in the marketing world, a brand, a organization, usually has some sort of step-by-step process that you take people through in order to help them buy your product or buy your service. So in church world, it's a little bit more complicated. Um, or at least it seems that way. But I want to help by providing some really clear guidance on how we can do this because people love structure. So um, that's kind of the setup of our conversation here today. And uh, what we do at Church Brand Guide is serve as your virtual communications director so that um, really we can help you become your brand expert. That's what the goal of this is. And uh, we want to help you know the right things to do to turn strangers into contributors of your church. It's not just about them attending, but we want them to buy in and contribute towards the vision. We want to help you uh, steward your resources well, say yes to the right things, and see more guests showing up. As a result of that, we want to see more life change taking place and more support for the church, for the vision that God has given you. I truly believe that confusion is the enemy of the vision that God has given you. Your vision is, it's, it's amazing. And um, a lot of times the, uh, the enemy tries, tries to confuse that to, to make it muddy and unclear. Um, but the local church is the hope of the world. And I want to help you get that, get that right. So we have a few things that we've been talking about the last um, several weeks. There's a process, a four-step process. If you're going to get brand clarity with your church, it starts by getting clear about who you are, who you serve. And once you're clear about who you serve, then we need to create the right experience for them. And then once we create the right experience, um, then we attract people. So this is, this is a step-by-step process. So um, make sure the experience is great before you attract people because then you're kind of fighting yourself if it's not so great uh, once people come. And then finally, get buy-in. So how do we get people to come back? How do we get them to come back? And not only that, how do we ask them to become members? And that really is part of the process. There needs to be a way that you, in, in marketing terms, uh, that, that you close the deal. Like, how do you ask somebody to commit? And uh, that's one of the things we, we address to uh, from time to time in, in our journey that we're, we're, uh, we're going on together. Um, today, we're going to go back to step one. So we've kind of went through step one, two, three, four. Um, And now we're going to go back to step one. We're going to revisit step one in our conversation. How do we get clear um, about who we serve? So um, right now, I just want to take a quick look as your virtual communications director of what's coming. Um, So quarter three right now is happening. Uh, We've got some maybe outreaches happening. Summer's a great time for outreaches. One of our sessions, we're going to be talking about the ideal one-year schedule. Like, what does that look like? Um, Because summertime is a great time to take advantage of outreach opportunities. Kids are out of school. People are just in the mindset to go out and do some things. The weather's a little bit nicer. Um, In fact, next week, this weekend uh, with Vibrant Church, uh, we are going to be participating in a national work day. Uh, I don't know if you even know that's going on, but there's a national work day. 
where uh, churches from all across the country get together to serve their community. So for us, we are going to go to the school that we are meeting in and we're going to paint, we're going to clean up, we're going to plant some plants around the building. That's just kind of what we're, we're going to do. Uh, we've, we've talked to the principal and arranged a few things that we can help them with to get them started right. In fact, one of the projects that she said they needed help with is to move their teacher's lounge from one location to the next. So we're going to help them do that. We're excited about it. Um, also, September series is part of the third quarter, so make sure you get ready for that. Fourth quarter is coming up. Uh, there's a couple things just to kind of uh, point out where you have some outreach, our outward-focused uh, opportunities. The big one is Christmas. Christmas is a great opportunity to be outward-focused, invite new people to come to your church. And uh, your September uh, or October event, if you have something like a fall festival that you have in October, it's a great way to do something that invites people to come to your property one of the tips that I have is if you can get people to your property, that's going to be one less step to get them to come back. So they'll be familiar with your property and where you are. So let's jump in today to our big topic. And it's about creating a brand journey for your church and uh, creating something that looks very simple. And uh, I want to bring in a, just a, a brief idea, a concept of providing clarity so that people know some next steps. So usually it's one, two, or three steps that help people to buy into your product. Um, if you're in the marketplace, they, they, they need some simple guidance, some structure to where they know how to participate or to achieve whatever goal you've set out before them. Um, in, in the Bible, it says in Proverbs 29, uh, it says, where there's no vision, the people perish. And so really what we're talking about in a biblical sense, uh, this is just about providing vision. Like what are some next steps that we can provide for people so that when they come to our church for the first time, there's like, hey, we, we want you to go here next um, because ultimately it's going to help you achieve what, what we, uh, we hope for you uh, to achieve um, as a part of our church. So what are the next steps that we can always be pointing people towards? So I'm going to unpack this grid that you see in front of me right now on, on your screens. Um, and basically, it, there's a circle. There's four steps to it. And then um, on the outside, we've got three, three things that we need to identify. What is the problem that we solved? What is our solution to that problem? And then what is the result? So we're going to take a look at that. What does that look like? In the very middle, we've got this thing, this idea, this concept of what, uh, of, 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 of something that fuels this whole process to take place. So we need to figure that out too. Like as a church, like what is it that we do that is unique to us that fuels everything to happen? And then on the outside of our little circle grid here, we've got four steps, one, two, three, four. And step one is the God step. It's introducing people to God, right? As a church, that's a big part of what we need to do. It's step one. Uh, step two is relationships. That's one of the powerful things that churches do well. It's, you know, it was a Jesus idea to start this thing called the church. And a big part of it is relationships, getting together with people that believe and uh, uh, believe like you do. It's a big, it's a powerful thing. Um, step three is grow. It's a, the church is a place for us to grow in, in our knowledge and our understanding uh, as, and, and as disciples. And step four is to serve. The, the, the fourth step for uh, the church, the Big C Church, is to help people serve. They, they, they contribute back with their resources and uh, they, they start to make a difference in, in the world. So basically, there are three components here. Uh, we talked about the problem solution result, and then we talked about there's something in the middle that fuels all that to happen. And then there's, there's uh, three or four steps that we need to identify um, that help people take next steps. 
And then once, once people do those steps, the idea is that now they've done it, they get to help other people do it. So it's just a re repeating cycle that goes over and over again. So it's, there's no done. Once you complete this yourself, like now you get to help other people do this. So let's take a look at the, um, the, the first step here. I, I want to illustrate something real quick. Back in the 90s, um, Apple computer was kind of humming along. Actually, it was back in the 80s. And they were doing pretty well. And then uh, Steve Jobs gets thrown out. And Steve Jobs, he, he, he's asked to leave the company. And, and uh, once he leaves the company, Apple computers in the 90s started to tank. They started to develop and innovate new things. But they were developing all this stuff and none of it was helping. Like the, the company was just suffering. It wasn't doing very well at all. Then in about the mid-90s, um, Apple reached back out to Steve Jobs and said, hey, we want you to come back. And Steve agrees and he comes back to the, to the company. He takes a look at the product line and they have dozens of products that they're trying to release. And he says, hey, we're going to trash all of these. And he drew on a, a, on a board, he drew a, a, a quadrant, like four, you know, two lines, a vertical and a horizontal. And he said, hey, we're going to do something really simple. We're just going to provide four products. We're going to provide a desktop and we're going to provide a laptop. And we're going to provide two versions of it. We're going to provide a professional version and a consumer version. And he said, that's all we're going to do. So he got rid of everything else. Everything else that Apple was producing at the time, uh, he canceled all the projects and he just poured, it, poured everything into these four products. So again, two consumer products, one desktop and one laptop, and then two professional products, a desktop and a laptop. And then that was it. That's all that Apple computers produced uh, in the late 90s. Now, if you... Um, if you are me, you probably remember some of these products like the, the iMac, the original iMac that looked like a kind of a pod and uh, it was like 15 inches or there was the, uh, the iBook, which was a, comp a laptop computer. It was kind of colorful. Uh, then you had this, um, the, the desktop, the professional, the G3. In fact, when I was going to school, that's what I learned on. That's what I learned gra graphic design on. It was one of these towers and it had a CD-ROM drive and then they upgraded to like a DVD burner. It was, it was really cool. Um, and then uh, there's a, the, the MacBook Pro, uh, which was uh, something, my first computer that I bought for myself was a MacBook Pro. And it, um, it was, again, a, a great computer, a lot of power, all that stuff for professionals. So that's what turned things around, keeping it simple. Uh, he said, hey, you, there's just a simple way to get an Apple product, choose which one you are, and then we're going we're gonna to hook you up with a solution. So this is what it kind of looks like for a church. How do we translate that over to a church? Well, we need to, we need to identify three things as, as a church, as a brand, right? What is the problem that we solve? What's the solution that we provide? And what are the results that people can, can get as a, as, a, as a part of our church? And uh, there was a great uh, blog article that I came across. Um, Brady Schreer is a, a blogger, marketing guy in church world. And he, he kind of put this out there. And I, I thought it would be great for us to take a look at. So the, the premise of the article was that there, there are really three things that churches are amazing at solving, three problems that people have, all people have, and churches are really, really good at solving uh, just because of the DNA of the church. Uh, problem one, number one that people have is that I'm not good enough. So um, the solution for that that churches provide is hope. So people have a problem, I'm not good enough, and then people, uh, the, the church can provide hope. So, um, so the second problem, let's take a look at the second one. Um, this problem of I'm all alone. 
And the solution that the church can provide is community. That's a big part of what a church is, people coming together. Uh, the third problem is I'm wasting my life. People feel like, man, I'm just wasting my life away. Um, the solution that the church provides is purpose. The, the church is able to hook people up with purpose. So um, this is true for most churches, just kind of a broad brush approach to a lot of different things. Uh, and the result is that um, you're able to make a difference. So uh, the result that we, we provide as a church is helping people now make a difference. So great effective churches are, are the ones that are helping people to find hope, find community, find purpose, and then do something with it to where they start to make a difference. They, they now serve and they give back. And that truly is a, is a life that matters. And that's what, that's what um, so this is oversimplified. But one of the things I want to do is provide some very simple guidelines to help us as a church um, go through some of this stuff. So for, for uh, some of you guys on the call, we've actually gone through this for your church. And it looks a little bit different for every church, but the premise is the same. Um, when I guide you through some of this process, it's the same thing. What's the problem? What's our, how do we provide a solution? What are we really good at providing? And what's the result? Um, I'll tell you with, uh, with Vibrant Church, we're focusing, and most churches do this, we focus on one problem. Um, although we address all three, like we're, we're going to focus on one problem. And for us, the problem is, is the, the I'm wasting my life. So in our area, in our city, that's a huge problem that, that's in this area. Um, so we are providing purpose heavily. We're, we're leaning into purpose. I'm creating ads right now to send out postcard mailers, all that stuff. We're launching in about five weeks and everything that we're doing promotional, promotionally and marketing wise is really focused on purpose, helping people discover their purpose and then pointing them towards, hey, if you're a part of this, your, your life matters. You can make a difference. Um, so different churches are, are good in different areas. I've, I've worked with churches that are really good at uh, community. So everything in their marketing really leans towards community. They provide all three, and all churches provide all three. Um, but a, as a focus, you know, what does that look like for your church? Um, the next thing to figure out, once you figure out your problem, solution, and result, is your, your tagline. And this is something in marketing world that is a big deal. Uh, for most churches, though, we kind of forget the tagline. We don't really pay attention to it. But a tagline is just a way to summarize why people should care. So you're just answering the question, why, why should I care? You know, there's, um, there's a church out here, you know, uh, Cornerstone Church. That's great. Why should I care that there's Cornerstone Church out, out there? And a tagline is just a way to give context to what, it, what the problem is that we solve in, in your life. So um, taglines can come in a lot of different forms. Sometimes I've seen a great tagline come from the vision of the church, the, the, the vision statement. Uh, I've seen great taglines come from the mission of the church, or I've seen a great tagline come from the solution. And I've also seen a great tagline come from the results that people get as a part of the church. So for example, I'm going to read off a few taglines um, that I found and uh, just, just point to like how they maybe point to one of these things. So uh, first of all, I'll start with Vibrant Church. That's the church that I'm a part of uh, that we're planting. And uh, we, we're leaning into our vision. So our tagline is live a better story. So we have a vision for this community that, that there's a better story that people can live. So we're, we're leaning into that. And a tagline is about five words or so. Uh, it could be a little bit longer, a little bit shorter. That's okay. Um, so live a better story um, is our tagline. Uh, there's another church that uh, has a tagline that says until Jesus runs this town. 
So that's, again, leading into this vision. Hey, we, we're going to do this until Jesus runs this town. And the vision is on Jesus is going to run this town, right? And they're just saying it in a way that's kind of quippy and uh, sticky and easy to remember. Um, the, uh, there's another church that says, introducing people to the real Jesus. So they, they have a mission. So their, their tagline is really based on their mission. Everything they're doing is based on introducing people to the real Jesus. So that's a mission. Um, uh, so there's another church. Um, actually, uh, Pastor Scott, uh, you and Marquita there, on your, your tagline is experience better life. So you're really pointing towards a result that you're helping people to get. So your tagline is focused on result, experience better, better life. Um, there's another one that says uh, it's all about people. So they're pointing to a solution. Like the solution is that it's, it's all about people, loving people, those type of things um, that kind of go with that. So those are some examples of taglines. Um, they're all short. They're all little punchy taglines. Um, but it gives context to what this church is all about, what makes us different, what makes us unique. And um, that's going to be helpful to in your marketing as you put it out there, as you build your website. Like what, what is it that people need to see first uh, on your website? What is it that the people need to see first uh, maybe if you have a brochure about your church, what is it that you put on your t-shirt? If you, uh, you know, create some t-shirts to go into the community with. So that's tagline. And then the steps. So step one, two, three, four, um, typically there's four steps. Sometimes it can be three. Um, sometimes it could be five. I've seen, I've seen it kind of work through that, but I would say like three is a really, really great number. Fours, I think what most churches will settle on. Um, and then five might be getting a little too much, but you can still do it. But here's the four things that I think this is just a very general guide guideline. Um, I've seen uh, a couple of these get put together into one step in some churches. So they have a step one, two, three. Um, I've seen that done uh, pretty well. But step one is the God, um, the God piece. And then what we like to do is, is encourage clarity by saying, hey, God, uh, that's a big idea, but where does that happen in context of our church? And typically it's in the weekend services. So weekend services are the thing that we can say, hey, that's the God experience that we provide in our church. Relationships, that's going to be in some sort of small group. So that's step two, relationships. Small groups could be Sunday school. They could be groups that meet during the week, but relationships happen. So a great church, great churches that are growing and thriving and healthy have a, a system in place for groups, for relationships to take place. Uh, grow is another way to say uh, discipleship and uh, membership. And I'm going to put both in there because I think most churches, uh, not most churches, but there's a lot of churches that kind of uh, are soft on membership. Um, and I think uh, that churches that encourage membership are churches that are really getting the most out of their congregation. They're getting people to commit, to tithe and to give and to donate, and also to serve in the church. So I think most churches, um, we need to develop a membership process where we ask people to commit in some way. We ask people to buy. So in the marketplace, like there's got to be a, a point where it's like, hey, um, there's this great widget that I designed. You should buy it. Like there's got to be a, a point where we ask people to buy and that's what membership is. And a lot of times it can be done through context of a discipleship class of some kind. You help people discover who they are and how they serve in the church. And you ask, ask them to now become a member. Um, but that's a step three, growing, helping people grow in their, their gifts, their abilities spiritually, even, even like uh, uh, in, in academically. That, that's another thing that churches can do. And then the fourth step is to serve. How do you get people to serve on a team within your church? 
Um, how do you get them to serve in the community in outreaches? Or even some churches are great at doing global outreaches, uh, missions trips, different things like that. But how do you get people to serve? Uh, I put also giving as a part of that, uh, that serve component. But it's, um, it's kind of the last step where you ask people not to give back. And um, so you're, you're providing stuff. Step one, two, three, you're providing for people. You're helping people. Step four, you're, you're asking from people to do something. Now, the, the, the thing about asking, though, is that really it's not asking. If you do it right, you're just saying, hey, if you have something that God has put inside of you, God has put a purpose inside of you, then you should step into your purpose by serving in the church. Like, that's, that's like the ultimate way to promote, like, serving on a, a team, like in kids' ministry, right? Um, hey, if, if God has put a desire in your heart to do something amazing, then you should serve and develop that gift. Like that, that's kind of the context of how we want to present that. So we always have a next step for people to, to go into. That's the thing. We always want to point to a next step. Um, and then once, once they're done, they've taken all the steps. That's great. Now you get to help other people take next steps. You can help 20 other people, 40 other people take next step. It's never over. You can do this for years and years and years. And uh, we've seen some pretty amazing churches that are um, doing this really well. And people love being a part of the church because they, they are really pumped up uh, about helping other people go through this, this, uh, this journey, this brand journey. So again, clarity. I'm going to, um, under my uh, screen, um, the thing that I'm going to talk about next is a real life example of what this looks like. Um, at Vibrant Churches, we've kind of developed this out. I think it'll help give some context of what this looks like. But what I want to, before I get into that, though, I want to just pitch the idea, hey, well, we just need to provide guidance. We need to provide structure. And, and I would say that um, God knows us. He designed us like this. He created our brains to work in structure. Everything is all about structure. What are some guiding principles, some guiding next steps that, that help me ultimately get to the results that I want to get to? Um, we, we want structure. In fact, you know, when Jesus was healing the 5,000, he gave instructions, hey, sit him in groups of 50. Then he broke the bread. Then they passed it out. There's like this structure, this order to things. Uh, when God created the... Uh, the, the universe and when he created everything there's a day one and a day two and a day three and he did it in, a, in an order um even when i think about uh, abraham and there's a new covenant god said hey get the uh, i think it was a bull a dove and a maybe a, a ram and he was supposed to sacrifice those animals cut them in half and then the torch went through there was like a structure and an order and the more we can provide a structure and an order for things the more people are able to buy in when they can walk into your church and there's a whole bunch of stuff that they don't understand. If you can provide a next step for them that says, Hey, start here. And then here's step two and step three and step four. And there's like, Hey, there's only four steps. Don't worry. There's not 32. Like that calms people down. It, it makes them believe, man, I can do that. I, okay. I can do that. I can start that first step and I can do four steps. That's cool. I want to live a better story. And if all I have to do is those four things, I can do that. That's, that's achievable for me. A lot of times we forget what it's like to be new. In fact, uh, John and I were talking about that. I've been trying to visit churches um, and just experience what does it look like to be new at a church? And we forget about that sometimes. And there's a lot going on. When you go into a church for the first time, there's a lot happening. Like your brain is like, wow, what is going on right now? There's stuff, there's signs and there's hallways and there's tons of people in the space and they're moving around and everybody seems to know where they're going, but you don't. And everybody knows when to stand up and when to sit down and when, when to clap and you don't. There's all this stuff that's really confusing. 
So the more we can do to help people to know, like, here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to know. Here's your next steps. Um, the better. Sometimes we've even in some churches, I've even like created a, a big diagram and we put it on the wall. Uh, we don't have to do it that, that way every time, but whatever we can do to make it simple is great. Even announcing it from the stage. Hey, thanks for coming here today. Uh, your next step might just be to come back to our next service, uh, or maybe your next step is to get into a group. Um, one of the churches that we've seen do this extremely well is um, uh, Hope City Church down in Houston, Texas. And they, they just push the idea of get into a connect group. Like that's their announcement every week. Hey, you should get into connect group. Um, they don't do a whole lot outside of groups. Um, and their groups do all the activities. So that, that's kind of their thing. Like if you want to go to a baseball game, well, there's probably a group that does that. So their next step from the stage is like, hey, get into a group. Uh, if you've come here for the first time, get into a group. If you've been here for five months, get into a group. And they just make it really simple. And, and as a result of that, they've seen tremendous growth, uh, upwards of 20,000 people, I think, right now in about four years of being in, in existence. Um, so it works um, to, to help people just know what that next step is, calm them down. Uh, this is what it looks like for us. I'm going to end with this, just a little example. So for us... Uh, vibrant church. We the problem we're hoping to solve. This kind of on the outside of our circle is we want to we want to reach people who are seeking purpose in their life. There's a lot of people in this community that don't know why they're here. Um, with that, we want to connect them into relationship first with Jesus, then with other people. So seeking purpose, connect into relationship. So that's our solution. Problem seeking Jesus. Solution connect into relationship. Uh, result live a better story. So the result you're going to have if you do this, if you are a part of Vibrant Church, is that you're going to live a better story. And we know there's like a dozen things that can, that can mean. So, But they just need to know that they can live a better story. And we've already seen this connecting with people. It's been amazing to see, man, I, I want to live a better story. And everybody's story is different. So that's been pretty cool. Uh, for us, the thing that fuels it is that idea of living a better story. So that's the vision. So that's the big thing that we put on the t-shirt. It's what we put on the banners. It's live a better story. It comes from our vision. Um, and that's the thing that we put out there as a, kind of our quippy uh, tagline that, that people can remember. It's portable. They can put it in their pocket. They can carry it around. Uh, it's, it's easy to remember. And uh, if they're out in the community and they're part of the church, it's like, hey, I go to a place that helps me live a better story. You should come here too. You know, it's just an easy way for people to talk about the church. Step one for us is the way we say it is no God. Um, and then it's our weekend service. So it gives clarity towards our weekend service. Like our weekend service is an introduction to God. And we, it, we don't go too deep on the weekend service. We don't try to do too much on the weekend service because it's an introduction to God. We have other places that we take people deeper into, into different things, but it's not the weekend service because that's a safe place where people can come to know God right from the streets. Um, the second thing uh, is find freedom. So for us, find freedom is really about connecting into groups. Uh, we believe that when you get into relationship with somebody, you sit across from them, you can take your mask off and be real. And through that, you can find freedom. So we're actually doing two things. We're helping people find freedom, but we're connecting them into groups uh, to, to do that. So that's an easy way for us to, to help them do a, a couple of things. The third thing is discover purpose. So this is, our, this is our discipleship process, and we're using a thing called growth track. Growth track is really where you learn about yourself and your giftings. You learn about the church and the vision, and then you learn how you can 
bring the two together. How can you achieve what God has given for you to do, what he's designed you to do in context of the church? And that's when we ask for a membership. Hey, we'd love for you to be a member. And um, once you're a member, then, you know, you can be a part of leadership and some other things. And uh, that's, that's where we actually say, hey, we want you to buy in uh, at that point. And then number four, make a difference. So this is our teams. And we have, we, we call them dream teams. Um, and we're, we're taking the model from the ARC churches and they call them dream teams. And the, the idea behind dream teams is that God has put a dream in your heart. He's put a purpose in you. He's given you gifts and talents and abilities uh, to, to accomplish something really amazing. And we just want you to be part of one of the teams at Vibrant Church to develop your giftings. So it's a different mindset. It's not like, hey, come serve, come, come volunteer. It's no, come achieve your dream through serving at the church. So if you're, a, if you're an introvert, that's cool. We, you can be a part of production and be a behind the scenes. If you're an extrovert, you can be a host and, and be out there meeting people. If you have giftings in, in the arts, there's a place for you too. In fact, as I, as I lead a team, I'm, I'm leading the, uh, the communications team. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> as part of the as Vibrant Church. As I recruit people, I'm asking them, uh, hey, what's, what is your dream? What, what do you want? In fact, there's a guy named Gene. And uh, Gene, is a, he wants to be a wedding photographer. And so I'm helping Gene achieve his dream. And so as I interact with Gene, I'm saying, hey, listen, come take photos. I'll help you devise a plan to where we do it systematically here at the church. But then you take that and you, you create that plan for your photography business. And so we talk business as well as like, hey, how can you help the church? And it's in context of how can, how can I help you achieve the dream and we just had a great conversation this past week. And Gene was like, hey, I, I work at a call center. I don't love it. I really want to be a wedding photographer. And, and uh, he said, hey, what if, what if in a year or so I can, I can be out of the call center? I could just be living my dream. And he's like, can you give me deadlines? Can, can you help me to do that? And so I was like, man, awesome. Yes, I can give you deadlines. <laughs> so through the context of helping him achieve his dreams, um, vibrant gets better results. In fact, I have some great photos that he just turned into me this past weekend um, because he was trying to meet the deadlines and he's trying to be a professional and, and all that stuff. So that's kind of the context of how the, all that works. Um, so hopefully this is, uh, this is helpful for you. Um, as, we, as you build your brand, as you build the church um, uh, and the understanding of what the church, your, your church is all about, um, provide the structure. And, and again, some of you guys I've been working with, and we provided some of this for, for you through just me working with you. But emphasize that. Put it out there. Uh, find different ways to, to make it plain so that people come across this. Like, hey, there's a starting point, and there's a few other steps that we want for you to take. And just communicate that on a regular basis. Be like Hope City that communicates it so well that, hey, every week it's the same message, but man, it works. Like people just come and they're a part of it because it's so simple. Bring the guards down. Take something that's complicated like, like God and spirituality and make it simple for people and create an endpoint where, hey, listen, there's four steps and you know what? You're done. Like if we know, we know the, the ultimate thing is like, you're never done, right? We know that. And, and they're going to find that out with what it means to kind of go through this process. But, but, you know, coming into it when everything's confusing and everything's overwhelming, just to know there's an end point of some kind, man, that's reassuring. It calms me down and helps me want to be a part of what's going on at this church, at, this church, at your church. 
So emphasize it, bring it up, um, make it plain for people, and uh, just repeat it over and over and over again. Um, it's what people do all the time. When you buy a product, when you go to Amazon.com, it's the same. You find your product, you put it into shopping cart, you, you buy it, right? Uh, it's the same thing. You're just finding different products that you want all the time. In church world, it's the same thing. Just repeat it over. Don't, when, it's, when you feel like it's getting old, like, don't worry, somebody's getting that for the first time. Like they're understanding it for the first time. So keep repeating it, keep doing it. Um, and you'll see some great results over time. I would like to serve you through my coaching membership to help you become your church's brand guide. You'll be able to be the branding experts to help turn strangers into contributors. You'll be able to steward your resources well, saying yes to the right things. Ultimately, you're going to see more guests showing up at your church. Through that, you'll see more life change taking place. And you'll be able to get more support for your vision. I've been serving churches for decades. And one thing I've seen is that there's too many churches that are perfectly equipped to reach a world that no longer exists. My agency has been building brands for churches. And we've been helping churches attract more people in their community. And then once they get there, cause them to say, I want to be a part of that. I want to show you how to do this. There are four steps. First, you have to get clear about who you serve and how you serve them. Next, you have to create the experience that's in line with solving their problem. Next, you have to have a system to attract people on a regular basis. And step four, you need to get buy-in. So people say, I want to contribute to that vision. If you get all of these four steps right, you'll have brand clarity. Will people choose to come and be a part of what you're doing? So I want to invite you to my coaching membership where you'll have access to a weekly coaching call where I'll unpack a branding strategy. Then you'll be able to ask questions specifically to your church. And I'll give you resources that you can customize for your church so that you can have a plan, a strategy to reach more people. You'll be part of a community where we're all sharing ideas because we truly believe that confusion is the enemy of the vision of the church. Join us today. Go to churchbrandguide.com. Click on membership and sign up.